Warning, Tales from the What If contains adult language and is not intended for younger audiences. Listener discretion advised. Also, spoilers. Welcome to the Tales from the What If podcast. Uh, this is our very first episode. I am Alex Mattingly. I will be one of your hosts here for the night. Uh, joining me, let's go around the table here. Uh, starting off to my right, we have... Hi, I'm Jarrett Sears. I'm an actor, a writer, a friend of Alex. Uh, I once dressed up as a snowman for a children's Christmas pageant, oh. so you may recognize me from that. Are you I looking at silent. your notes to see who you are? <laughs> no, it's not at my notes. That's straight from the heart. Right. That's a little about me. I'm from New England, uh, and now I'm in California. Okay, over uh-huh. to my right. Okay. Hi, <laughs> I'm Noah Norton. Uh, I'm a writer, and uh, I don't have any facts about Snowman or anything, but... Um, <laughs> You're missing out. I know, I know. Yeah, that is a shame. Uh, but I can say I'm a, I'm a big fan. Big fan of Marvel, big fan of Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. You're and a pop culture guy. I'm a pop culture guy, yeah. Every, every group needs one, so yeah. I'll turn it over to the person on my right. <clears throat> yeah. Hi, I'm Hank Kilgore. Uh, I'm a filmmaker, if you will. Um... Do a little voice acting and do a little editing. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, as, as you guys heard, uh, we are all nerds and pop culture uh, connoisseurs, if you will, uh, which is why I assembled this team together. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, what if topics because uh, that that seems to be what a lot of the nerdish uh, community likes to talk about are those what if scenarios, those arguments that really have no clearly defined winner, but uh, you know you could talk days and days about. So every week, every episode. Uh, we will have a different prompt uh, that we will discuss. So this week, this first episode will be what superhero movie What If would have the biggest effect on film history? Uh, so just to kind of get the ball rolling, we've each prepared a uh, argument uh, to try and win this debate every episode. So we'll each take a moment to present a argument about uh, what we think would be the most interesting what-if scenario uh, for that topic. And then after each person presents their argument, we'll take a little bit of time to discuss and then go on to the next person. Afterwards, after everybody's done, we will then take a silent written vote uh, where we're going on the honor system, so you can't vote for yourself, but you have to pick one other person in the group. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good. That's probably a good call. <laughs> you already have like five Hanks ballots. Shit. So after that, and while we're all voting, we'll have like a quick lightning round of uh, small, short answer what ifs, uh, just to kind of keep things uh, interesting. Keep them fresh. Keep them fresh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Is this drugs on the table? Yeah. We uh, do. So we're all living in Los Angeles. We're filming in. Is it technically Glendale or Los Feliz? Uh, I or? think we're technically Los Feliz. 
What's our address? <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your unit number? <laughs> if anything about this yeah. podcast upsets you, here's the address. Yeah. Yeah. Find the hate virus. mail. Yeah. 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 I don't know why we're staying in an apartment. We could, we could really lie down. Yeah. We could be anywhere. We're in a lush studio. Hey, the top of a roof in, in the, San Jose. <laughs> we're in the basement of a Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Hulk is upstairs taking yeah. selfies with kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers to Avengers. Spoilers. 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 Sorry. Uh, spoilers. The Professor Hulk is in a Denny's <laughs> when we yeah. first meet him. Damn it. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess that is. Uh, Isn't it depressing that that's true? That, that's, the first that's time we meet thing. him is in like a Denny's. Yeah. No, if, if Remember the, when they advertised Fortnite in yeah. Endgame? Remember that? Even though it's supposed to be five years later, no one's going to be playing yeah, Madden no, that, five years. I'll say all the, all the video game developers got killed. Yes. Fortnite was everything. Yes. That is all they had. But yes. I, I feel like that's going to age as well as like a character busting out into like a rap in the 90s. It was like, a bit much. Yeah, we didn't need that. It was so fantastic. Yeah. That, that's going to yeah. age wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get things rolling. Uh, there may be spoilers, although at this point, if you haven't seen Endgame, I saw it last night. Uh, I feel like I'm one of the last people Yeah, Alex and I went to go see it. Um, it was his first time. It was, was my third was, time. Uh, uh, so you might hear some spoilers, but really at this point, if you haven't seen it, I, I don't feel yeah. like you want I mean, we're going to be talking it. about the general DC universe as well as the Marvel universe. I don't think, like, we're not really going to specify in game. If you haven't yeah. seen Batman in 19. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Batman. Penguin mostly. You might get spoiled. Yeah. Um, so the, the original uh, what if prompt for me was. Uh, what if Iron Man had sucked? But that was kind of an easy, low-hanging fruit, I felt <laughs> like. Because, you know, it's easy to say, like, oh, what if Iron Man sucked? Then, you know, the rest mm-hmm. of the MC wouldn't happen. Although, I will say, when I thought about it, that I feel like nobody expected... I don't think anybody at Marvel really expected Iron Man to be the hit that it was. Like, it may have been, like... I think they were, like, hoping for, like, a modest mm. success. Because, I mean, when you right. take, like, the director of Elf. Uh, well, yeah. and, and remember, like, this yeah. is, like, their first four or five movies were with Paramount. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a distributor. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it was a very. It was before Disney bought. Them. It was a very different time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. It was Robert Downey Jr. coming back from. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, what an amazing taking story. drugs I, and do kids waking even know? up in <laughs> people's houses. Right. Yeah. yeah, like I, I don't feel like anybody really remembers. Uh, you know, pre rehabilitation Robert Downey Jr. Uh, where he was at. Like, he was doing, like, he did, like, Zodiac before that. Mm-hmm, I think it was, yeah. like, his last, like, big movie before. Oh, no, he did uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That, that was, like, a little bit earlier. That was when he was, like, starting his redemption arc. Great and then movie, he did, too. like, the Shaggy Dog remake with yeah. Tim Allen. Uh, so that was a remake. Well, that was well original, I mean, yeah. what, what, I thought that was original. I thought that was original content. Yeah. <laughs> really breaking out the. Yeah. yeah what I think is really stop. great too, like with, with Robert Downey Jr. Well, first of all, I don't, I do not remember her name. I wish it did. But the casting agent for Marvel Studios, oh. uh, she's perfect. I mean, we will look up her name. She's perfect everyone so like well, uh, something i'd heard recently was that apparently tom cruise was who paramount wanted to yeah. play yeah. uh iron man <laughs> could you imagine today they were, they were what, what that would be like and then the I fact that like could pull it off I, a little uh, time i'd hate it i'd yeah, be i hate it junior kind of short too not yeah. tom cruise yeah that's a little different you put tom cruise next to chris hemsworth 
Oh, that's not gonna. Uh, that'd be special. We're gonna need a lot yeah. of Apple boxes. But it is interesting just to think like, okay, I mean, almost like a mini. What if like if Tom Cruise was this, and if Iron Man was bad? Like that's what I would imagine because the casting of Robert Downey Jr. Because we know like John Favreau was the director, and he like what I heard was that he like begged to get Robert yeah. Downey Jr. to do it, which yeah. obviously was an amazing call, yeah. a great uh, casting decision. Like, yeah, there were a lot of people pulling for RDJ back because uh, uh, Terrence Howard also <laughs> fought for him and then got stabbed in the back yeah. when, the, when yeah. the tables turned. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, well, because you also, when you look at it, the first phase of the MCU, like really, like outside of the first Iron Man, were any of them really like great? No. The movies themselves? The movies themselves, you know, like, I, I will, I'm going to, yeah, I will say, I, mean, I, like, I really liked Iron Man, and yeah. I, I know a lot of people, a lot of people kind of shit on it. Iron Man 2 is fine. Like, it's, it's, it's really fine. fine. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the phase one. That's what I'm saying. And, like, and all you got to remember with these movies, too, they, were, uh, they weren't thinking it's going to be the universe is going to mm-hmm. be. They thought, oh, well, okay, Iron Man was such a big success. We got to get a sequel out. Yeah. Because they're still thinking. The classic trilogy format. Yeah. They weren't thinking this huge. Yeah. I mean, obviously they were a little bit with the Avengers movie, yeah. but they weren't expecting what it was going to be. And they thought, well, let's get. That's why Iron Man one, two, and three were out so quick because yeah. like, well, we got to make the trilogy well, before we we got past that. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, and I think that's the thing about whether or not Iron Man one had been like, unless it was like just like a total absolute disaster. Bomb. Yeah. I feel like the end goal was like they still I feel like Paramount was giving them enough of like a runway to be like alright you have like you have the Avengers to get this right and yeah. if, you, if you do the Avengers mm-hmm. and it's because I, I guess that's a big thing I think that's the better question is what if the Avengers had sucked because that was the whole big grand experiment like sure. you can have all of those other movies <clears throat> but if that one the shared universe if that had failed uh, then that was that was it that was mm-hmm. I think you you kill that entire notion of uh of cinematic universes uh that marvel was setting out to do so i think that's mm-hmm. a bit more than, than Iron well Man. sure and, and and well i don't know man like it's it's just weird just to think of how things are. Well, okay so 2008 that's when iron man comes out yeah. so that was dark knight came out at that time yeah. and then before that in dark Knight, or i guess Batman begins but before any of that we had like daredevil yeah and the 2003 yeah. one and like electra and yeah. all these terrible movies that are so much fun to watch mm-hmm. yeah. but i mean well and that's the thing too is that a lot of people forget is that iron man himself like as a character was not well known like I don't think yeah. anybody outside no, of like, this, the comic community. No, he was a B-list. This yeah. shot him straight up above the comic world and the uh, the movie. Yeah. Well, uh, and in some incarnations in the comics or cartoons and stuff, he not only had to have the chest piece, but he had to keep stay in the full suit 24-7. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd never actually get to see the actor's face if they stuck mm. with that. So if they did that, it probably would have been a, yeah, a totally yeah. 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 movie. Yeah. Just the blank robot face yeah. for two hours. Well, what was so good about Iron Man 1 was that it showed. It's almost like Spider-Man 2, uh, like the Sam Raimi one, yeah. where you, you get to see him being a man and an alcoholic and a depressive and, and yeah. having issues, but also trying to grapple with being a hero. But he's still incredibly selfish. And it's not until yeah. like Iron Man three that he becomes like a fairly better guy. Well, that's when which Disney is great. Took over too, and that's, and that's, yeah, that's sure. which I, we'll I, get I, into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, you, you see like hints of that darker theme that that Paramount was letting them go with with the character. And I think uh, which John Favreau even said like if I he had been to able to continue with, with that, that yeah. he wanted to explore. Do we know the why John Favreau didn't direct the third one? Uh, was that a Disney? Or he just, uh, I, I think Iron Man two probably the lack of success. They yeah. Well, I think it's probably that the changing of hands with between. Paramount and Disney, um, 
I don't but Disney they... likes Favreau. He's doing. Yeah, I mean, he's still in it. I mean, he's in the Endgame. Sure, you yeah, know, he's like, becoming he's... a bigger his, his own character. So to be a little yeah. side guys, yeah. becoming a big deal. Yeah, and I don't know if at that point they were just kind of wanting to experiment more with different directors because, well, you know, and also like speaking of Robert Downey Jr. getting kind of people pulling for him, he then got Shane Black to do Iron mm-hmm. Man three. Uh, because he kind of gave him that redemption for uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right. So he was kind of returning the favor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. So actually, well, I don't think we answered it. Oh. What if it was bad? What if it was bad? I don't think... I think if Iron Man won... So what do we mean by bad? Do we mean that it didn't make money or that it, people just didn't like it? I guess... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a very big I guess there are two differences, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think... Because Venom was bad. Venom was made bad. a lot of money. Made a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, there have been a lot yeah. of bad movies that have made... So what do we, what's what's uh, your question on it? I guess uh, what if what if it had been received poorly? I guess mm, okay. um, what if it was not the critical? I think it would have made them think a bit longer and harder about what they're doing. I think they had their plans set for this first. Yeah. Six do you movies. think we see the Avengers? If think, Iron Man had sucked. I think that uh, if Iron Man had sucked, Marvel would have had the decency to sort of sort of do what they did with the Hulk and just wait a few years and then try again. Mm-hmm. Unlike they're not going to take about back yeah, and shoot them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like, yeah. Old like DC, Sorry, DJ. DC is yeah. just clinging to life, just heart pressing on that, yeah. you know, and uh, even when it's time to pull the plug. Yeah. I don't know. I think if, I think if it had been, if Iron Man had sucked, yeah. you know, commercially, um, critically i think they they would have gone ahead with uh, avengers but i don't think we'd see iron man as the focus anymore yeah. you know yeah, uh, i agree well, i, I think, think we would have seen avengers any because that was their plan yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we get more maybe get more thor yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we're getting a lot of thor now yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. had to come but yeah yeah, yeah it's because iron man so- no yeah. <laughs> i think i think that would have probably been the biggest no. change uh more cat movie well, then again people yeah. didn't really like captain america yeah, either so. i i really well, i watched captain I think, america man, i think a lot of those phase one movies get a little bad credit which is weird to say because everyone we all loved them when yeah. they came out and then uh, after a few years we all kind of stopped loving them well, and now I feel like I love them all over again because they're so simple and there's a different tone entirely yeah, than what yeah. we have now well, yeah because I mean they're they're, they're really, fun yeah they're that pre shared universe era where it was like it was about telling a self-contained story yeah. outside of like those post-credit scenes it was almost the best of those crappy yeah. early 2000s movie like the, mm-hmm. the, the joyous spirit of a mm-hmm. comic book movie would mix with real filmmaking yeah (laughs) i think especially um the first captain america movie where it had the um i mean completely different setting in terms of time uh period and it had a very different feel to it you know they had like montages and stuff Mm -hmm. in it which is very different than a lot of the other avengers movie it was a very big period piece for what it was it had a, a different style to no it was almost you know, felt like a, a late 90s movie, just in yeah, sort of its action sure. leading up to the big action at the base or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, which was sort of the style. Well, you I see guess them driving like a, in like a Humvee, yeah. chasing yeah. a giant yeah. bomber yeah. airplane. Yeah. Well, and you know, that was the thing, too, is like they weren't as formulaic back then either. Because, you know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, I know, think the, people like to try to simplify the Phase 1 movies, but I think they were very drastically were very different, different for yeah. comic book movies <laughs> at the time. You know, they, each one of them had a very different feel to it. Yeah, Captain America was very pulpy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Thor was very Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. They had Kenneth Branagh doing the directing. Like, it had much more of, like, a grandiose <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. What a choice with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then you have Iron Man, who has, like, a totally different feel. So I, I feel like they were... 
it wasn't quite as, as unified and like all in on like one I, any one of them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but I will say they even in the beginning, at least with Iron Man, they did such a good job at nailing his character. Yeah. He was the same guy in Iron Man's one, two, and the Avengers, and even three. Yeah. And I I personally think he got kind of lame as it went on. I don't like the way the Russo brothers took him personally. I don't know. I, I really... And I did like just seeing fun, crazy Tony Stark. And it felt uh, like even Robert Downey Jr. was having any more fun by, like, Civil War. Yeah, and obviously the movie... The tone of it's very different and it is a yeah. much more serious film, too. Yeah. But I just... I kind of miss... I wish we'd have had... A, I, I wish they'd have just done one more Iron Man. Like a more yeah. modernish, Like a post-Guardians of the Galaxy Iron Man mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Which I would have... Which would have been great, but... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, let's, uh, now that everybody's nice and nice and warm, uh, who would like to begin uh, with the opening, uh, with presenting your main argument for this uh, this topic? I think you should. I should. Okay. This is your show, dang All it. Right. No, 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 Alex. Go away. Oh, I'll make you know. <laughs> All right, so what I think should happen. <laughs> Alex, whenever you're ready. All right. Well, you can my, start. my what if is, uh, what if Green Lantern hadn't sucked Colin uh, had also started off the DCEU. Because uh, if you look back at that movie, I'm going to take a little, like, some pin particles, go back and reference <laughs> Wait a uh, to call back to earlier. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, it. <laughs> we're gonna go I don't watch movies. <laughs> 2011? Is that I should have taken better notes. Uh, Green Lantern? Green Lantern. It was 2011. Because like yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I had the, I remember what did Ryan Reynolds' hair look like back then? I've been uh, keeping it track. Uh, it was still like yellow. A, a swoopy thing? Okay. Um, like, kind of like a gym, like, post season six of The Office. Oh, okay. All right, Something yeah. in there. Then um, not the touch of gray he's got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. So, you know, if you look back at 2011 uh, at the superhero landscape, uh, DC hadn't made another movie outside of, like, Batman and Superman. Um, so, Dark Knight Rises is 2012, right? 2012, yeah. So they had just post. So, like, Green, Green Lantern, Lantern was their first attempt at saying, all right, we're going to do the whole Marvel thing, because Marvel's going at this point. Sure, right. They haven't made Avengers yet, but I think, like, Green Lantern was their, like, shot at saying, hey, let's make, uh, let's try. try this. This will be our launching point. And I think it was a great, you know, in theory, Green Lantern, uh, I was a big Green Lantern comic fan at that time. Jeff Jones. Well, you're wearing a Green Lantern shirt. I am. I, I, yes. I changed my argument earlier when I saw this shirt. And I was like, oh my <laughs> this God, is the I've one. been going the wrong path this entire time. And Jared, you're going to present why Ren and Stimpy <laughs> yeah. should be in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I was a big Green Lantern fan. And, uh, you know, big thing in that is Jeff Johns and his his run at the time with the comics was so uh, cinematic and incredible like he was really starting to steer the DC ship with big events sure. uh, that all kind of centered around Green Lantern so and you're like, talking about the comics right? the comics yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so like you know I think Blackest Night had just been going on uh Shortly before that, uh, and I think that's where my head was really at. Was like, oh wow, we could see Blackest Night could be like sure. sort of because Green Lantern, uh, Jeff Johns made sort of the core of the DC Comics universe at that time. So I thought that is a perfect place to go with the movies, uh, and. You know, Jeff Johns was a consultant, I think, on the movie, but I, I don't feel like he had a whole lot of say at the time. Uh, you know, it's probably more. 
Warner well, because in like 2015 or 2016 was when they full on hired him to do the DC yeah. universe, which I, I think they immediately pulled him off for whatever I, reasons. I but they did try to actually hire him a few yeah. years later. That's the thing is, I feel like if he had taken on sort of a Kevin Feige role, like mm, I feel like sure. he could have been that like. Force I, well, that's that what I always thought. Like, the DC needed was a comic guy, a yeah. comic book guy through and through, not a Hollywood producer, a comic yeah. guy. That is trying to just do it for the love of yeah yeah because like, I feel like up until this point DC has kind of been like well the issue was, was fooling on this on going all in on him whereas yeah. Marvel their smart point was saying let's get different directors yeah, yeah. Uh, okay well I'm but, hearing how it could or what well, like what so right, what so, would have made it so good? what if uh, sure yeah so what yeah. if what um, you what, what's your vision of I, a Green Lantern being successful <laughs> so Green Lantern being successful uh, I think you know what I don't totally hate Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan. I do, uh, I know a lot of people don't like Hal Jordan, or like, you know, most people grew up with uh, Jon Stewart, yeah. the Lantern from, from, the, oh, co- yeah. or from the cartoon. The animated Which, series, I, I love yeah. Jon Stewart, don't get me wrong. Uh, he's, he's a great character. Well, some people, uh, and take this anyway, well, sorry world, but some people are like, wait, Green Lantern's white? Yeah. And it's like, well, well there's a lot realize, of Green Lanterns. Yeah, there's, yeah. people don't realize that Many of them are aliens. Like, yeah. there's a ton of Green Lanterns. Well, and that's where Green Lantern really core. could yeah. have shown off, because there's such a big supporting cast, and I think that's where the movie really fails, is that they focus too much on, like, telling a traditional Way too origin much. story. So, you know what? Keep keep Brian Reynolds. I think, you know, Deadpool has shown us that he's a great actor. He's, he's really, you know... Well, he loves this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think that if his heart, you know, was in it and he had the freedom to really do Hal Jordan right, he could have done it. Um, well, I feel bad for him on a, just a quick aside, especially, like, post-Deadpool, is just, like, I feel like so many people in Hollywood looking at Ryan Reynolds was just like, okay, he's too pretty. We're never yeah. going to cast him to be funny. We'll never cast him to be something other than the pretty guy. Yeah. When it's like, what Deadpool finally he showed, well, if you just hide my face and I talk, which is probably yeah. why they got him for Detective Pikachu. Yeah. But it's just like, you got to feel bad for him because he clearly loves this kind of stuff. And it's yeah. funny to feel bad for someone who's been having issues for looking too good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel Bastard. like that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, like, and speaking of Deadpool, you look at X-Men Origins... And right. like it's like you can see what happens when you take a character that's great and you and studio destroy it. Up, it. You know, yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah. Can we also point out just how amazing it is that he was somehow able to pull off being someone from an X-Men movie yeah. as the same character, but making his own movie as the same character completely different, which yeah. you could have only done to give Fox some credit with their loose continuity rules. Whereas yeah. if it was MCU, whoever you are, you have to keep going with that. Like, you can't yeah. just completely 180, turn it around. You know, yeah. which is kind of like, I'm a little nervous about the whole Fox deal, because it's like, yeah. the yeah. MCU has to be very cemented, otherwise it's not going to work. Yeah, well that's where I, yeah. That's another so, topic. So you would but... stick with Ryan Reynolds as how Jordan... I... You could possibly recast him, but I, I don't think that it's his fault. Like I, that's what I, was, I guess sure. he's not the reason that movie was. not Do you great. think one of the issues because you're you're arguing for it being the beginning of their uh, universe, let's call yeah. it our modern DC universe? Yeah. Um, do you think part of the issue too, even though the movie was bad, let's say it was good, like yeah. you're saying? Do you think that's too big to have a first movie for? What was nice uh, about Iron Man, how tiny it was and small scale. This is well, a whole space-based universe of thousands true. of characters. It was... Uh, 
I would argue that that was what DC needed to to differentiate themselves from Marvel because I think if they try to go start the same, big and you know, small, starting small, like I think they they keep on trying to do that and failing, like with you know they're like oh we're gonna go big, gonna do Batman versus Superman, yeah, you know like they're um, trying to aim high and they just keep on just you know falling down that hill. But I think that Green Lantern, it's just like all they needed to do was take a storyline from the comics. Uh, and just do it right. Uh, just follow it. Like you know, the biggest well, thing was that good like, luck they were telling yeah. him to do that. I know. I mean, but, but I agree. Like, I mean, I totally agree. But, you know, because if you look at it, like parallax and and Hal Jordan's story and like the whole like duality, you know, like the whole ideas of fear and uh, you know what Green Lantern is and how Jordan, who he is, and what fear plays in his life. Uh, is a very big thing, and if and that can be the heart of that movie, and you can even keep it somewhat more on Earth. But uh, I feel like if they had explored the core more, started planting seeds for that bigger world out there, but also like just taking the time to tell a good story and really focusing on those themes that made Jeff Johns work and how Jordan's such a compelling character. Because I feel like what they did was they didn't make a movie about how Jordan, they made a movie about Ryan Reynolds if he got a Green Lantern ring, which would be like sure. the Jack Black movie that was right. the original like, yeah. Green Lantern idea. School yeah. of Rock, but yeah. uh, <laughs> Green Lantern core. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like if they had really told Hal Jordan's story and done it right, I think they could have started building off that world that DC had that was so rich you know again if you look back to 2011 if they had done this successfully they would have beat Marvel to space because um, everything That's in phase true. one was very grounded to Earth. It was yeah. very great space. I guess, race. and I guess yeah. this might like. Uh, <laughs> We're not gonna put a superhero on the moon. <laughs> they tested so, it like, first with dog superheroes. Yeah. Oh, Dogs and monkeys. Oh, <laughs> so a waste of life. Save right? us all. Well, my only rebuttal to that is going to be um, the slow build that Marvel took to get to Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, to get to the space-based stuff. Which I mean, we all know post Guardians, all of the MCU changed. Yeah. So much, which for better and for worse, definitely. But I think overall for better. Yeah. But I guess I find a hard time seeing if they start with space base and then trying to bring it back to the small scale of little stories on Earth. It's yeah. harder to do. Just from a storytelling perspective, start small True. and grow into it all. But I think the great thing about Green Lantern is that he is both. Wait, there's a great Earth. thing about him? <laughs> there's so many great things about Green Lantern. Uh, is that he is both. On a small scale and a big scale, with that single character. Sure. And if they'd have gone hard with like, he's a pilot. He's yeah. A pilot. Really... He ends up almost like the Captain Marvel movie. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah. Exactly. You could have done like the Captain Marvel. Pretty, told yeah. Because it was still a very better. small scale. Yeah. Without, but still introducing space. So yeah. I guess yeah, in that are, sense, it could totally yeah, work. I mean, let's be like. Without any pointed out, yeah, uh, Captain Marvel is very similar. The what the they did with that movie was. Uh, very, very similar to Is it what bad that Marvel done. made a better Green Lantern movie yeah. than, <laughs> than DC? Marvel proved my point. What if Marvel had made a good Green Lantern movie? It would be. Captain also, we Marvel. should probably point out for the, the podcast, I think we're all in agreement here in saying we're not Marvel fanboys or DC. Like, we're for the love of comic book movies. Oh, no, I'd ride and, or die and, DC. And, <laughs> you don't like death. Suicide Squad. Uh, Get out. God. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's all from a place yeah. of love. Yeah. All the criticisms from love. We want all of these movies to be good. At least yeah. I do. I well, they all would be good. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, agree I with hate that, that DC's been having worse movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. These are not so much like and Marvel's criticisms. got a ton of problems too. Yeah, obviously, I mean, there are a ton, but 
I, I think they've just can, been better movies. Yeah, I think we can all agree that there's no such thing as like a perfect movie or like especially a perfect superhero movie. Uh, clearly, you haven't seen Space Jam. Yeah, perfect movie. Uh, That's mean, a great like, point. Well, I don't. Sorry, I don't consider Space Jam a movie. It's a work of art. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can't so. wait for the sequel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that would be kind of my uh, take on the DCU. From there, you go on and you do those big stories. You can reintroduce Superman. You can reintroduce Batman. Uh, you know, give it a bit more time. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, you know, what? I would still cast Ben Affleck. I, I love Ben Affleck as Batman. Well, I think he got shafted. He did. He and, got, he got poor writing. And, and I mean, I think as an actor, he's hit or miss. But I, I would have loved to see it because yeah. I know he, he loves this kind of stuff. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a comic book geek, and so it's a shame that we didn't get. And to see he him. looks like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. When I see oh Bruce my Wayne. god! That's so the the one yeah. thing I did like in BVS was seeing him like kick people's ass in that warehouse. That yeah. one, I was like, that looks great. Like what? Like I think yeah. that scene was minimized by the fact that he kills people when he just True. lays the entire thing with a minigun. <laughs> well, that's when it, yeah, that's I don't when know why it, he has to even go out and well, punch him. It's a sliver of like four thing. minutes yeah. that were yeah. great. Tim uh, Burton also had Batman kill people. Right. You know, Batman sticks Is this our segue? Yeah, we're yeah. 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 Now it's the Batman hour. All right. Yeah. So this, is, this is Jared's what? A takedown, so. though? A takedown? We wouldn't have gotten Deadpool. That is true. That is true. You were getting Green Lantern at the expense of Deadpool. Yeah, That is a fair point. That is a fair point. So, next up, here's my what if. What if Tim Burton had gotten to continue the Batman franchise (laughs) and it never got handed over to Joel Schumacher? Just to summarize that whole situation a little bit, Tim Burton made Batman in 1989, Batman Returns in 1992, uh... During that time, they had, you know, all sorts of toy deals and stuff, of course. They had the McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, after Batman Returns was released, both the studios and parents groups and Christian leagues were like, (laughs) you're marketing Happy Meal toys based off of this? There's a a sewer-dwelling orphan man who's spewing (laughs) black slime, and there's... Batman sticking dynamite into people's pants and <laughs> pushing them into the sewers. A lot of sewers. And Danny DeVito's the whole a penguin. A sewer. Yeah. <laughs> and just, a, you know, just a, it's a very dark and weird movie. And, uh, and the studios realized that that's not really going to sell Happy Meal toys. So they wanted Tim Burton to lighten it up. And he obviously didn't want to. And eventually it went to Joel Schumacher, who three years later came out with uh, Batman Forever in 1995 and later uh, Batman and Robin in 1997. So I think um, in terms of what if he had continued, there's a lot of rumors about what Batman 3 would have been. Um, and you're but, talking about the Tim Burton one. Yeah, the yeah. Tim Burton yeah. Batman 3 <clears throat> would have been. and uh, But we don't know too much. All we know is... Uh, Marlon Wayans would have been Robin. Oh. What? Yeah. I don't think I've never heard that's that before. That's true. They were going to have him in Batman Returns, but they cut him out. I'd take that over Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I, yeah, wow. Um, Marlon Wayans? Billy yes. D. Williams was going to yes. continue yeah. as Harvey Dent and become Two-Face. Yeah. And they were trying to get Robin Williams as the Riddler. Wow. And this what? was when Robin Williams was uh, starting to get into early 90s, his sort of more serious roles. Uh, he was yeah. taking on like the Fisher King, stuff like that. Hunting, and, yeah. toys. So, toys. Yeah, and Toys. Toys. Toys, <laughs> which is a weird movie. A special film. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been 
what we might have gotten. Another darker movie, um, another Tim Burton movie. But instead, we got the Joel Schumacher mm-hmm. no. things. Um, they had, <laughs> and I mean, they, were, they were bright and they were colorful and they were what the studios wanted because Batman and Robin pretty much have a different suit in every single scene so that you can have a different <laughs> have action toys. figure for every single uh, suit. And it was full of puns and uh, just a mess. So do, you, a do mess. you think that w- if Tim Burton continued, do you think that would have changed modern DC? Or do you think it'd be long enough that it still wouldn't really affect them? I mm-hmm. do I do think, or here's what I'm presenting, because I don't know if I think it. If Tim Burton had continued and he made movies that were good, not necessarily great, but good... Um, they might not have started over so uh, radically with Chris Nolan's mm-hmm. Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, did we did we need Joel Schumacher to burn the franchise to the ground so that Batman could so the Dark Knight could rise? Yeah, there it like is. A was, was from, wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. Like a phoenix from the ashes. Um, Dark phoenix again. coming out yeah. soon. <laughs> so necessary. So oh, yeah, boy. did we need it? Did we need to destroy the franchise to bring it back as big yeah. as it became? Because if if Tim Burton had continued with his movies and they were doing well enough, even once he left the franchise, they may have just tried to sort of stick with that mm-hmm. um, formula. Yeah, sure. That's how we get Nick Cage's suit. Uh, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We it might have happened, yeah. yeah. Which, which would have been, I mean, okay. I wish, Nick yeah, Cage is, we all know, in, uh, fucking insane, but God, I love him with yeah, everything I have. When and you give him a good amount, movie and a good I'd director, I'd pay to see brilliant. that movie yeah. so yeah, much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Did anyone of you guys see the, the documentary? Yeah. Oh, I never Death of Superman Lives. I've seen it. Because I tried to get it online and I can't find it. Absolutely. If you can see it, see it, because it's worth it. I've uh, have any are you guys have any of you seen the uh, Kevin Smith um, stand up about it? Yes. No. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, I, yeah. Like, oh, I have it's, to check it out. It's, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually pretty Kevin insightful Smith. for what it is. Yeah, yeah, like he he basically like his stand up is fantastic. If you've never seen it, it's just basically like him like just shooting the shit for like an hour and talking about like random stories from his life. And he uh, what like, a life, yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he at one point in one of his first ones, he started talking about uh, he was brought on to write the script for really? the uh, mm-hmm. the Tim Burton Superman movie, right. And it's just like this amazing wild ride of him getting to like get brought on to write Superman because he's a big comic book guy. And he started writing it, and then like the producer of the film was just like fucking nuts, and like was like, I gotta like have like a giant fucking spider. Right? <laughs> uh, wait, wait, yes, Which isn't it the guy that Wild Wild West? Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally listened to a podcast about the other day of, of how the guy, whoever I don't know his name, whoever that producer was, was obsessed with trying to get a spider, a yeah. huge spider. Yeah, a giant spider. And <laughs> every movie he ever tried to do until yeah. finally they made it in <laughs> Wild Wild wanted, West uh, with Will Smith. Is it they wanted Brainiac, Brainiac. to be a giant yes. spider? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know it was that yeah. same guy. Yeah. Okay, no, giant mechanical wow. spiders. Yeah. was like, oh, it's his <laughs> fetish. <laughs> fetish. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh my because God. that was yeah, uh, that's how Kevin Smith ended his story. Was he was like, you know, and then at the end, after like, years later, I mm-hmm. went and saw Wild Wild West, and I was like. That's a giant fucking spider. <laughs> he finally made the spider. <laughs> he got a spider. Um, so well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. interesting. Like if he would have ended up mm-hmm. doing that, um, 
It just makes you wonder how much yeah, it would it would affect current DC, like if well, if it would have thought differently about, or especially the Nolan movies, like would would they have wanted yeah. him to try that? Well, because or? I think I think I don't think we would have gotten the Nolan movies, Mm-mm. and without the Nolan movies, I don't think I think that really changed a lot, both in filmmaking and superhero movies, just in culture. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the acceptance of superhero movies you know, being I mean, legitimate movies. Have, all the, you know, Joker gamers out there, you know, yeah. we live in a society. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but here's, here's in terms of the, how I think it has the biggest impact on film history, listen to this. All right. When, when Tim Burton left the franchise between 1992 and 1995, the universe split into two timelines. All right. <laughs> The timeline that we're in had Joel Schumacher take over, uh, the franchise burned down, Batman Begins came, that made history, you know, uh, we never got to see Billy Dee as Two-Face. That's a shame. And we never got to see Marlon Wayans as Robin. And here... That's the biggest... Here's the difference. (laughs) I would have loved it. We can still do it. Early 1990s, (laughs) Marlon Wayans... This would have given him an insight or a, a bigger introduction into sort of more serious and action roles. So in the alternate timeline that we're not in, Marlon Wayans <laughs> didn't go on to do Scary Movie 1 and 2. Oh, no. We didn't get White Chicks. We didn't get Little Man with his face CGI'd onto a baby. God. We but, got But Marlon wouldn't we be Wayans. okay so without all that? It is the darkest timeline. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is, uh... Marlon Wayans became a... An action. Um, sure. Would he have like become like? He could have been the Will lethal Smith. weapon reaper. Yeah, he like, would have been. He would have been Will Smith. You know, he got Will Smith going from yeah. iRobot too. He would have yeah. fought the giant fucking spider. He would have like, got yeah. the spider. Thank God. <laughs> but um, yeah, and they could uh, they could do a passing the torch heir to the cow yeah. thing where mm. now he's Batman. And also <laughs> Marlon uh, Wayne's Batman. I'm in. Yeah, that would be pretty good. <laughs> and before before uh, Tim Burton left the franchise, he was slated to direct to helm the Catwoman spinoff with Michelle Pfeiffer reprising her role. That would be oh, awesome. That was interesting. When that didn't happen, it sat on a shelf for a while and then got totally re-edited into the Halle uh, Berry Catwoman disaster that. We all oh, you didn't like that movie? <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. It's actually on my perfect films list. <laughs> right. do, no. do we know what? Well, obviously, we would have had Billy Diaz, Two Face. Do we think Joel Schumacher's that story would have played out the the same? Oh, just the people were replaced, mm-hmm. or no, what, what would that I, film look like? They were like? going to do something. Uh, do we know? Yeah, because if it different. sucks, then I think we're still back to where we. Yeah. Are. Well, they sure. were going to. I mean. They were going to take it a lot darker. It, was, it wasn't going to be as filled with jokes and everything. And even Joel Schumacher got the short end of the stick between Batman Forever and Batman and Robin because they wanted him to pump out a whole nother movie in two years. They wanted it even lighter, even uh, funnier, yeah. even more cars, even more and again, costumes. this is all pre-modern superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Way more well, difficult to make these happen. Wasn't, because uh, mm-hmm. Schumacher had, an, uh, had a third film too, uh, Batman Triumphant, right? There was another... Mm-hmm. There was uh, a pitch That's what they ended it, yeah. up replacing with, like... Cut that, and then that's when they went into reboot mode with Dark or with uh, Batman mm-hmm. Begins. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and they were talking about doing a uh, Batman Beyond movie, but then they ended up doing Batman Begins instead. Oh, I'm right. still open okay. to see a Batman Beyond I would movie. Love to see a Batman I would too. I love the the animated show. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so but, I guess how would how would you see like modern cinema uh, superhero movies? Like, what would be like the trajectory from like that that butterfly effect of like of that? I think they would be uh, still sort of more fantastical and fun i think with nolan coming in and really setting it like as a down to earth Mm -hmm. this is our world and here's some things in it i mean even the mcu it's the earth itself is very much our earth but Mm -hmm. with extraordinary people in it whereas you look at batman uh in batman returns it's like that architecture is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's the like, world. Yeah. Doesn't it's matter. Night twenty four seven, and like people are sure have silly hair and like, which does work on its own and on some things. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nothing also wrong with that either. Like mm-hmm. just going into the full fantastical of it all. Yeah. So I, th- I mean, Fantasy. I think for for better or worse, I think we wouldn't have had the success of the Dark Knight trilogy. So I wouldn't. I don't think we would have had that. Um, sort of need that came out of mm-hmm. movies specifically in the years following that that really wanted it dark and gritty you know i mean uh, uh man of steel you know i mean you got superman who's you know light yeah. and happy and i mean even in his darkest you still he has well a maybe if, if we had kept the tim Burton movies yeah. maybe we yeah. would have had that happy superhero because yeah. I, I was thinking like with your argument that means a world without christopher nolan batman mm-hmm. yeah. but that also which would suck but that would also mean a world where maybe man of steel wasn't yeah. the worst thing ever yeah. for superman you I, know i am still we would have had uh, nick cage and uh we are going to now move on to noah all right uh well we heard a lot of great uh pitches and uh, obviously uh, what a, a Nick Cage Superman would have looked like. I think it, that's that's appealing to everyone. I think we're all um, yeah, on board for that. Yeah. We're, we're all on board. Uh, Hollywood, I know you're listening. Um, Make it happen. Yeah, Mr. Hollywood, wherever you are. <laughs> um, but uh, um, something I think that would uh, be pretty substantial, kind of my point. Uh, we're talking about one of the biggest film franchises. We've been talking about DC a little bit. Let's, let's, let's re-rack, let's uh, backtrack the king the goat marvel um and and i want to come up with a point uh and that is uh what if joss whedon finished out his his vision for avengers vision. so by that you mean he did infinity war he did infinity game, war end game um directed civil war there is there that's what i'm saying that is that is a big game changer too okay um did he well, no, 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 no. no, no. 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 Well, so, in your question, would he have? He because that's still a Captain one. America movie. Sure, the Russo oh, yeah. brothers taken over France. Yeah, and, and and if anyone's unclear with the backstory about kind of what happened, it's really fascinating. Um, I don't know particularly why Joss Whedon was ousted. I think it had a lot to do with the. Avengers Age of Ultron Well, not. the general consensus was just like that he had so many problems on set with the studio. Yeah. yeah. Which all changed. And this is, I mean, okay, we say post-Guardians, and obviously this came out like two movies after Guardians, Age of Ultron, but they're filming them all before yeah. the success mm-hmm. of that. And because post-Guardians world, everything is sort of filming afterwards, which is basically Ant-Man moving forward, which is actually something to talk about too, but is saying that, okay, now we're giving directors more of a right, whereas with the Joss Whedon Age of Ultron, they did not from what we hear mm-hmm. they did not give him well he control. had to set up Thor Ragnarok yeah. Civil War mm-hmm. too much setup there was a lot yeah. more interference uh, a Hulk 
uh, Black Widow love line, which I think yeah. uh, in a different in a different universe, those, those Marvel I they mean, fed it well with Endgame. They did a good job on building they? on that. I think. Well, I think. I think. I think alluding because I hate all of it, but I mean alluding to that yeah. that was a, a plot point mm-hmm. and that that was a thing. I thought they the, the recently you know, right. so upset and, and, and we yeah. might they followed through on ha- it, had which, they yeah. had Joss continued with uh, with Avengers. We might have we might have gotten a Professor Hulk uh, Black Widow little love scene in there. I think that's <laughs> not <laughs> what the fans really want. Yeah, right. yeah. And also, it brings to the question: Would it have been broken into two movies? The Russo sure. brothers. The love scene. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a whole spinoff. Ideally, ideally, yeah, that would have gotta, been a uh, Disney Plus series. Yeah, just <laughs> Disney Adult Plus. Yes. <laughs> yes, it'll be on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, right. That's where they're putting all their. Well, it's funny you say content. that. To interject real quick, because I, th- to me, the biggest thing to point out between the way the Russo brothers have done their two Avengers movies and the way Josh Whedon's done his two Avengers movies, and I'm more of a Josh Whedon kind of guy, in, in Avengers one, and think what you about Age of Ultron. It definitely has a ton of problems, but what I love about the first Avengers and Avengers 2 is we see them helping civilians, we see civilians reacting to everything, and in the Russo movies, you never see a single human outside of the main cast. You don't see anyone being terrified, you don't see anyone being scared, you don't see the Avengers helping them. And personally, when I'm watching superheroes, I like to see them help people. Counter. Okay. New York Street, Infinity War. Uh, they're like, they're like, they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, okay, sure, sure. So let me, let me tell you this point. So from the first Avengers movie, Mm -hmm. do you recall where they kind of had like, she was like a waitress, like a, like a coffee shop waitress. They kind of followed her story. She's running around New York being scared and being Mm -hmm. safe from Captain America and this kind of stuff. And they interview her at the end when they do all the interviews. And there was a great little moment of humanity. Whereas Mm -hmm. to the Infinity War moment in New York Street, you see Tony pick up a woman, move her, someone else from away from a car crash. You never see their faces Mm -hmm. and they never hear them talk they're so just they are props yeah, yeah they're just props they're whereas props. like Josh Whedon really mm. seemed to care about showing how this affects mm. people which is yeah, ironic because Civil War which is the Russos blew them up mm-hmm. to getting to the Avengers level is all about people but you never see any of those yeah. dang people or is yeah, it because Russo, Josh Russo's Whedon like to be out on an you island. would have yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and there's a reason you don't see half of them. Yeah. 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 Or any of them ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, 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 I, I agree, and I think to add on to that, I think uh, Joss Whedon's, uh, his strongest point is with people and with groups of people, um, and especially, I mean, when they first announced that he was getting involved with Avengers, that's why I was excited about it, because, I mean, with his past works, you know, he's great with big ensembles and having them work together and having them sort of share a space on screen, and a lot of other directors, and even in the Avengers uh, moving forward, they have a harder time with that, so they sort of split them off into little subgroups Just like yeah. rather than War. keeping yeah. them all together. Yeah. I, my only thing about that is I, I rewatched uh, the first Avengers and then the Age of Ultron uh, last, like recently, not as recently, but uh, the only thing I would say about it is uh, I like <clears throat> Joe Sweden, but... I do feel like his movies tended to be more of like in a bubble. Like Age of Ultron, my biggest like frustration with that movie when it came out was that like all of the work that had been done in Phase Two uh, didn't really feel like it was paid off or like even like not the way it, the first. Avengers no, exactly. Was. The yeah. Avengers mm-hmm. felt like a culmination of all that, whereas 
Age of Ultron seemed to really disregard everything that came before it, and Joe Sweden's like, this is the movie I'm going to tell. Uh, I'm going to tell it. And Hulk and Black Widow are a thing now. Um, whereas, you know, and Captain... That's like, that was oh, and the reason it felt things. so shoehorned, I think, was because the student really let him flush that out well, and, and tell the well, story. Yeah, but we Black, saw Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier, exactly. Well, yeah. Winter Soldier told a better, like, romantic, like, story between Cap and Black Widow that was just kind of like brushed off. Did you think off. that was romantic though? I always saw it as just almost like her and Hawkeye's relationship. Like just oh, really yeah. good. I, I saw I it as her, her pushing. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah, I, I saw know. it as her like pushing yeah. for it between her and Cap. <laughs> the really? with her love life. I didn't care. I just saw them as being like and uh, it's well, that's how you Cap will, wants but it, being yeah. really good friends, her. like finding the only people you can trust yeah. in the world. Like they found that by at. the end. I think they found sure. that by yeah. the which end. I think is way more interesting than having. Because yeah. we'll be honest, all the MCU romantic subplots mean nothing. No. None of them have ever mattered. They're all, and I, I wish they would have. I think go Gamora into and Star Lord probably. That's the most yeah. fleshed yeah. out one, no I, doubt. I was wait like I, I whenever we were watching Endgame, I was like chuckling a little bit to myself whenever like the whole scene with Hawkeye and Black Widow, which spoilers, whatever. Whenever. Whenever Black well, the Disney ban has been lifted, so uh, we can talk yeah. about it. Well, the the official but, spoiler yeah. ban. But whatever, like, because you know the whole thing is like, oh, you have to sacrifice something you love, and like, whenever Black Widow jumped off, I just really wanted Hawkeye to be like, ah. Oh, uh, love is a strong word. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> like the I, have a, I have a wife. I have a wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, but you, you know, here. you can love a friend. You can love a friend. It's your, it your could closest only have been duo. Your, I mean, there were, there were the things no, I've been no. through together. Well, with that He's scene, married. Like, I thought, could you retroactively make that sacrifice? Like, he, you have to lose something you love. He's lost his whole family. Is it... You know, uh, they say you need sure. to lose something you love. Well, they don't say here's, you here's my counter to that. Here's, yeah, <laughs> specifically, the counter is that when he lost his family, that wasn't his choice. No, this had to be true. the well, choice of giving up what you love. Not nice only that, to himself. but he also, I, I think, uh, I caught, weekend at Hawkeyes. <laughs> I caught it in Endgame. I don't know if he said it in Infinity War, but it's like it has to. The reason that there's a sacrifice is that the Soul Stone. Uh, has to constantly be replaced. Soul for and a soul. So, like, a soul for a soul. So, like, by sacrificing something, you're creating the soul stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why, yeah. Oh, man. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right. Also, the fantastic points, and I love that everyone's helping me. Uh, but but uh, I will say, I think the biggest thing that comes out of Joss Whedon changing is those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What do we remember about Endgame? Lifting the hammer, all that. I think if you give Josh Whedon yeah. the helm, there is a huge change to those mm-hmm. moments, particularly with that Soulstone sacrifice. I don't think it's Black Widow going over, and I don't think it's Captain America lifting that hammer. Mm, I completely agree. I think agree. in Age of Ultron, which is probably Endgame's <laughs> most iconic moment, when he lifts that hammer, I think they're setting up a Black Widow. And I think mm. if we had gotten that, Black Widow would have been the one to deal the killing blow to Thanos. I oh, think that would have been the end. Okay. Also, Thanos wouldn't have been about balancing the universe. We, I think <laughs> well, Joss Whedon, <laughs> Joss Whedon, being the person that he is in such a uh, love yeah. for the comics and mm-hmm. the lore and the history, we would have gotten Lady Death. Well, yeah, well, they, we would have gotten... Yes, well, I think I think, they, I think he would have been very big on pushing past James Gunn and rushing out getting Adam Warlock, and I think mm-hmm. it would have been a much more to the Cosmic. to the book. Yeah. And, I, and I will say, as a, as a fan of both the comics and the movies... And as any good adaptation of any movie to a book or anything ever, it doesn't need to be the source material. I think Mm -hmm. we already have that in the source material in the book, so do something different. But... I would I love to have seen. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I would have loved. Too. I'd love to see yeah. the live action the, version the of that book. The whole franchise needed a lot more love scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, giant 
green nudity, giant purple nudity. <laughs> yeah, uh, got to see sure. America's ass. Motion capture. Um, well, I know a lot of people also thought that Nebula would be the one to wield the Infinity Gauntlet and stop a lot of stuff. Which we know, yeah. and, and the mount. And I will say, no matter how you feel about her, they really built her up to be a very important character in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole movie, she was pretty central to all of the events. Yeah, and then they kind of push her to the wayside. At the the final battle, they push so many good plots away for the sake of what I'll call Avengers porn of just watching yeah. everyone fighting and the cool and it was awesome it was awesome yeah. God, it was but really it certainly wasn't you know much of a movie it was just watching yeah. fantasy fulfilled I, and, eh. I will say to uh, to your point Noah with with Joe Sweden I feel like we would have gotten a much better like through line for all the characters because mm. uh, that was my probably my biggest problem mm-hmm. with Endgame was that uh, while you got really great closure and full circle moments for Captain America and, and Iron Man and even Thor uh, and you know Black Widow, Hawkeye, arguably, but well, I, I the, feel like Hulk suffered a lot. Like he didn't. Hawkeye, look- Black, Black Widow, and then Hulk were the three that didn't get payoffs. I don't think. Whereas the other three were, which is fitting that it's Thor, well, Iron Hulk Man, and Cap because they are. Well, you're right. But what I mean is like. The conclusion of Thor, Iron Man, mm-hmm. and and Captain America, who are the main three Avengers yeah. of any medium. Yeah. They, they're they're the three. They're the core of the Avengers, for, and they get the that payoff. Yeah. yeah, but I agree. I wish that we'd have gotten better payoff, especially for Hulk. Yeah, like yeah. the actual Hulk, not Bruce Banner. Yeah, exactly. The Hulk it's, Hulk. it's like you you, you did him dirty, um, especially after Ragnarok, where we get yeah. to see so much of the Hulk being well, a character. That's the thing. Right? It's like you see throughout the MCU, you see all of these like this growth for both. Bruce Banner and for the Hulk because sure. they're two separate characters and like to see from even just Avengers to Age of Ultron you see a, a growth and a progress for that character and it's just like how much more meaningful would it have been instead of just like Bruce having the Hulk's advantage without like basically sure. wiping out that character uh, if instead of like Professor Hulk making that decision to put on the gauntlet if you had had the other guy Hulk that had now grown as a character to the point where he is a team player he's not just this force of destruction saying okay I'm going to put on the gauntlet. I'm going to take the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I'm the most, you know, I'm going to finally use my strength for something good. Sure. Uh, and I feel like Joe Sweden would have given that to us. Well, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah going <laughs> off of Noah's question, I, I do, I think, I think we would have had a better through line for everything. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so different. I mean, everything would be so different, but yeah. I just, I just feel like Joe Sweden would care more about the characters. Whereas Russo's feel like it's just more about the overall. It's about the world. Th- it's, and I don't want to call them studio hacks. I think they're incredible. I think oh. they're really great. I love their movies, but they're also very hand in hand going with what the studio wants to do. Whereas like yeah. Joe Sweden was clearly trying to do his own thing yeah. for better or worse for better oh, yeah. and so like my, my point I wanted to bring up I just thought about was okay so we give a lot of flack to Zack Snyder and that's fair to give him flack <laughs> um, cause goddamn. but at least and I'll just say this I love the idea of just the vision of one person who's really really caring about this kind of stuff it didn't work out on Zack Snyder's case I don't think so but what if Josh Sweden was given yeah just the Avengers mm. movies I feel like because that's part of the problem is like okay James Gunn has wants to do all this stuff with Guardians 3 oh now you have Thor that we're ha- we're gonna shove into your movie no matter what even though you had all this great story about these characters he might have had you known about that well though. and I think he did I think mm-hmm. he did but I don't think he would have written that in on his own as a third Guardians film. I think he would have yeah. kept it about his core characters because those movies are so separate from the MCU. Yeah. Um, it's about them. And yeah. so it's just like, well, he still has to follow the studio. That's true. Whereas Zack Snyder was given the reign to do whatever he wanted to yeah. do. Well, and if, the, if he really wants to, he can open the next Guardians with, well, we dropped Thor off at that place back there somewhere. <laughs> sure, and, there's Thor, and that's Thor uh, 4. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's just, you know, it's interesting yeah. about... And- 
Keep in mind, too, we changed Joss. Those Justice League reshoots never happen either. Uh, that's yeah. true. I, I we, was get cut, we get the Snyder Cut, ladies and gentlemen. We get to save everything. Yeah, it still would have been terrible. Oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, there's a possibility. Yeah, could have changed it all. We could be sitting in a different. But okay, but so also so to counter your point, I'm gonna say with what we saw from Age of Ultron, it seemed like, and a lot of what we heard, at least in the interviews of Josh Whedon, because we don't know what really happened, but he seemed to also be having a hard time struggling the amount of characters that were. Just an age of Ultron. So compare how many characters were in that to Infinity War, whereas Russo Brothers and in Civil War handled that amount of characters mm-hmm. in a much cleaner, way better True. fashion than Whedon ever could. Give him six or seven people like Buffy or Firefly or Avengers 1, yeah. and he seems to thrive. But we go to the 12 people mark or more, and it doesn't seem like he can that's, handle that's a lot of that. Sure, so. and, I, and I potentially, personally, if I, I feel like if we subbed out the Russo Bros, I feel like that would have uh, that would have been a not the downfall of Marvel, but mm-hmm. I think uh, certainly a loss. I I yeah, think yeah. Joss Whedon helming this further could have drove the franchise yeah. off the rails. I was really blown away by Infinity War, just how well they handled having because obviously yeah. in Endgame they got rid of most of them. They went back to the six, yeah. mm-hmm. but the fact that they could handle fucking like thirty different mainstream yeah. characters and give them their screen time and do it so cleanly and the, the, the idea of just breaking them up into almost like a TV show of a movie mm-hmm. great and it worked really well I don't think Josh Green could have done that well, yeah. Yeah. All right. well let us move on to our final point of view uh, topic proposal argument thing Yes. Nice. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so my proposal, uh, proposition, is... Um, okay, so what if Marvel Studios, and this is going off of the assumption that they do have money to use, what if Marvel Studios was never bought by Disney and, and went on to be successful, maybe with the help of a distributor like Paramount, but let's say that they had no influence on them. They were just distributing. Mm-hmm. So let's say Marvel Studios 100% made their own movies. So my kind of argument, my point with that is saying, okay, would we be getting more R-rated stuff because Disney is obviously pushing very heavy to make it family friendly, PG-13 at the most, and be very careful with blood and violence mm-hmm. and anger. Again, we'll probably oh, I say again, I mean in my head, we'll never see like a Punisher movie the way it should be under the MCU yeah. banner because Disney just won't, would never let that happen yeah. under a Disney kind of name. Same with Deadpool they're mm-hmm. clearly going to keep that separated from the real MCU as best they can. Mm-hmm. They won't release an R-rated one under their name, it'll be under Fox's name. So what if we had a Marvel Studios with zero studio over Overhead, like major studio overhead where they could produce all the films that they wanted to do the way that they wanted to do it 100% does this uh, Marvel Studios this includes the Fox stuff and the Sony stuff great, like okay X- yeah, yeah great question did great they question. go bankrupt in the 90s okay. <laughs> sure sure sure, sure. Okay. Okay. so in my in my stuff. universe it's gonna be that basically we're beginning with Iron Man 2008 and okay. let's just say that Marvel Studios either had a good investment company that helped them out or something like that and they were able to turn it around they have access to all their characters but not the fox ones i am going to say that okay. no fox okay. characters none of that deal so right Spider-Man no spider-man that's Spider-Man. sony okay. so what if marvel studios were to make F- what the they X- were supposed to be doing yeah. from 2008 but without any studio overhead mm. whatsoever well see i i think if that's the case you don't get spider-man you don't get right you know they, they don't have the same leverage as yeah, they don't disney um, to say like, hey, let's make a deal. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's gonna happen. I don't think that. I don't know. You know, because it's interesting that you talk about uh, the blood and all that. Uh, because I do. You know, if you look back at like the first Avenger, 
uh, or not the first Avenger, the first Avenger, Captain America, uh, and all those Phase One movies, they were when they were under Paramount, they had a lot more freedom. Like yes, you, and that's why that's kind of where I base my yeah. points off. Other than Incredible Hulk, which is Universal, yeah. But you see those first five or six, whatever it was, Avengers movies, phase basically the Phase One movies, and they were to me so much more fun, so much different, a little more radical. Whereas now they definitely seem to be following the Disney template. Yeah. But could you imagine if we'd have kept seeing like I was kind of saying well, before, like Iron Man three or four, but full blown like let's go into real Mandarin stuff. Yeah. Let's go into real. Let's go into real alcoholism. Circle. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. exactly. Like let's. Get because you have Disney taking over and Disney's making these movies. Same with like almost like Star Wars, like kids. Not I want to say kids movie. That's that's not justice, but it's just teenager type movies that people like us who are older also enjoy. But anyways, I think if Marvel Studios is by themselves, we would see PG movies like mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl. I think we'd see PG thirteen yes. movies like you know maybe Captain America yeah. or something. And then I think we'd see hard R stuff with real Punisher, yeah. real Iron Fist, maybe real Maria Hill stuff. I mean. Shield could get really dark and nutso, and 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 so my biggest argument is talking about the the Netflix uh, uh, shows that they like Daredevil and things like that. Whereas that was all not really Netflix; that was really Marvel uh, television, which yeah. is very separate from Marvel Studios. But I do think we'd have much more. Um, like more more things like Logan. I think yeah, we'd have more yeah. things that we that yeah. the fans want to see rather than what Disney says I children agree. need to see. I agree in that I think. I think the core Avengers movies would stay in terms of rating pretty similar. Um, But I think we would have, um, as you said, more ventures into both ends. More stuff for the kids, more stuff for the Mm -hmm. adults. Yeah. And... uh, yeah, I guess my thing is, like, you, you have the positives on the Marvel side of things where, like, that onto- uh, autonomy of them being able to make all those calls and stuff may be giving them more creative freedom. But I also think there is a uh, kind of a, a double side of that coin where, uh, like I said, you don't get Spider-Man. You get... I think it'd be way world, more difficult. It'd be way yeah. more difficult. I think at that point, Sony's going to keep on trying to do Spider-Man. Well, we'll actually, be on third, fourth, would it be Spider-Man. more difficult? Because what I mean, the way I always saw it, and we none of us have any clue, but like between Fox, let's say if Disney didn't buy Fox, and then with Sony. They don't want to work with Disney because that's their pure competition. That's why it was True. so hard. Whereas maybe Marvel Studios would say, hey, we'll let you do what you guys want to do. We just want the character because we're a smaller studio. Would True. you think maybe it could have but, been easier? But then I think if you do that, you don't get the Avengers. Like, or like you don't get them in the Avengers. Cause like they'll, they'll play nice with you. Like, you'll get, like, incredible... Like, you want to get Civil War, like, Spider-Man showing up. As soon as you start trying to incorporate their character with, you know, Fox's character, and then, like, you're... I I feel like you try and get too many, like, hands in the pie at that point. Okay. Um, Sure. Similarly, in terms of creative freedom, I mean, we're talking about, you know, creative freedom from the studios, but would there be... If it's Marvel Studios helming it, would there be more pressure to adhere to the comic books specifically? Would the you know would the costumes look more you know Thor would always have the big wings on his helmet sure. and that sort of thing and look like you know some of the lower budget movies we got in the you know seventies through nineties and so maybe there would be more studio 
creative freedom, but would there be creative freedom from Marvel, you know, sort of where the movies have a, their own stylistic thing, their own story thing that takes inspired by the comics, but does its own thing. Would Marvel studios feel the need to, um, just be adapting Marvel as is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in mm-hmm. uh, it's a weird thing where I think on one hand, yeah, it, it would certainly change, right? Because less uh, money too. Yeah, less money. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's certainly a lot of aspects that you're just like, yeah, that it would change a lot. But at the same time, I still feel like it almost be the same, just less. Like it would be smaller budget. Because, well, because, no. because, uh, like, I think because of how small they are, they'd have to they they Disneyfy themselves mm. almost by the end of it because yeah. they'd have to go like play it as safe as possible so that That's we get the most that. eyes on this. You know, sure, it, they'd almost box office pull, yeah. And, yeah. right? Yeah, it, they, they wouldn't go. Hey, we got ourselves. Let's yeah. just let's go hard R Punisher. Sure. I think yeah. they go. They go. Whoa, well, we're they, on our own. We need now. To I do think had to hard R Punisher or at least well, well Punisher Warzone, well, Punisher which Warzone, is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I haven't seen it. Oh, what? Okay. First of all, quick note: if you haven't seen Punisher Warzone, for one thing, the first. Superhero movie to ever be uh, directed by a female, and it is one of the most intense balls to the. So the ending of the the beginning of Punisher Warzone is what you think of the ending of any other movie, just the craziest, goriest insanity. That's the beginning, and then it goes. Go see Punisher Warzone; it'll be a huge favor. Uh, You've convinced me. Yeah, you gotta add that to the list. Yeah, go see it's. Uh, You can get it for five ninety nine on Amazon on Blu Ray because I just ordered it. (laughs) That's how. But but yeah, anyways. uh, but like, talk, like building on that, uh, you know, I, like what you're saying, Noah, is that like I feel like now we think, yeah, like a hard R superhero movie is a like no brainer. Like mm-hmm. Deadpool is, you know, a huge hit. But even Deadpool was super hard to get off the ground. Oh, they had to yeah. literally it took them like, like ten years to make it happen. Yeah, to make fans pressure the studio to finally make it happen. So yeah, I don't think that we necessarily get that right away because they are going to be playing it safe they are going to try and build that like general audience as possible uh and they'll just kind of do that out of necessity for how the industry sure. was yeah. i think the way i'm seeing it is is possibly i think the the first phase or phase and a half maybe phase two would be kind of similar trajectory but i think the difference is just like phase two at disney after post guardians where they started giving more creative freedom to the directors because that's mm-hmm. all they could do i just think we would get a little bit more from those directors in that post phase let's say they did become successful yeah. um, on their own it'd still be less money but on their own but they get so much more creative freedom later on once they start making money and to the point where we would see not only yeah. pg-13 only ever and that's it you know and that is um, something that I, I miss, even though I love the MCU. Something that I do miss is sort of the individual directors doing their own thing. Like a writer-director vision. Yeah. 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 So it's like you don't have to worry about it adhering to, right. you know, like for the, you know, when they when they reboot the Fantastic Four for the 17th time, <laughs> I would like them to see to see them do it in like a period piece in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. You know, that wouldn't necessarily fit in with the modern. Which you can't really do in the MCU, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you were doing it as a standalone thing, but we don't really have standalone things anymore. No. In the in DC or Marvel no, film, no. in terms of film. No. Uh, yeah. oh, I did have one quick note to make, yeah. and that's that we're talking about no blood. 
Anyone catch an Avengers Endgame? Hawkeye slashing that guy's throat open in the yeah. samurai sword oh, fight? Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. That actually surprised me. Yes. Like, so Endgame was very gruesome. But, but the, yeah. it was gruesome. Well, I mean, you, you begin it with cutting Thanos' head off. Yeah. But <laughs> you never see the blood, and you never see but the you actual... You see his, like, soulless eyes. Right. <laughs> well, and I, I, and, well, okay, and so that's, that's the whole point of my argument, is, like, I, we would have seen the head cut off. Yeah. We would have we yeah. cut away. Same with the... the ja- yeah. I, well, and I will say, I loved an Endgame, how it's, like... It's like a little tiny Japanese samurai it, movie it for like 10 minutes. But I think we would have seen him. Like when he's holding, yeah, when that guy is holding blood. his like throat, you don't see anything. But if it was yeah. maybe without it the was, oversight, you'd see fucking it was blood weird and insanity. They, and they cut his throat and then all this candy starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really weird. I was like, huh. Little Mickey Mouse's fall out. But the right direction. And he got back up. But I do see what you're saying. And I will say, I think, I think, I think they're getting more comfortable with getting dark. Yeah. And what's yeah. nice is that unlike DC, Marvel's been earning it. Yeah. They, they've yeah. earned getting dark, whereas DC kind of just forced a lot of it. True. Um, but okay. All right. All right. Well, our time is up, folks. So everybody, real quick, around the table, uh, start writing down an answer. Okay, we're going on the Cast our votes. So we're Cast not allowed vote. to vote for ourselves no, is the unfortunately. rule. Okay. So you have to vote for somebody else. And while you're writing that down, I'm just going to throw some quick what-ifs at you. Uh, the first one would be, uh, if you could recast one superhero, who would it be? I would recast uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon. I have nothing against Anthony Mackie. I just don't Do have think a, he's... Uh, who's, your who's, who's, who's the person? Hmm. Ter- would, Terrence Howard. <laughs> I, would recast, I would recast his costume. Because I want the red and white. I don't like the just black suit. If you could have any director direct any superhero movie, what would it be? Uh... <laughs> I would like to see them. Terry Gilliam direct something, but I'm not sure what. <laughs> hmm. But I, you know, I love or David Lynch. Let's see David Lynch direct Batman. <laughs> oh man, yeah. David Lynch presents Batman versus the Joker, and you have no idea what's going on the whole. Jordan thing. Peele, the struggles of Killmonger. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's called Get Two Wakanda. Get, two. Get, two. <laughs> Get out of Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, everybody pass your ballots in. Okay. All right. We have one vote for Jarrett. Uh, I vote for Noah's prompt. That was me. <laughs> that was a good, <laughs> yeah, I like that. That is right. Uh, <laughs> two, two, two votes for Jarrett and one vote for Hank. So Ooh. it looks like our winner for this week is Jarrett, uh, which Heck as yeah. a reward you is get it like a, a gong or something. A like gong. gong. Uh, <laughs> How much? What do I win? You win a week. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, what is? I don't even know the whole rant from Willy Wonka. Uh, you get to spend the next week in your Tim Burton fantasy land. Oh, good. Um, as the, for the rest of us, we are damned to a week in the darkest timeline, which is what if Joel Schumacher directed uh, the MCU and oh, everybody no. had bat nipples? Yeah. Um, is that so, really that bad? Uh, <laughs> I mean... You know, everybody's own personal hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, it's going to have a lot more Helena Bonham Carter in my world. This week. Yeah. <laughs> so until next time, where we'll be having a Game of Thrones discussion. Mm. A uh, what if a of lot ice to talk and about, fire, man. if you will. Uh, which will hopefully be coming out to coincide sort of with the uh, final episode. So uh, Yes, indeed. Until then, I am Alex Mattingly. I'm Jarrett Sears. Noah Norton. Hank Kilgore. And this has been a tale from the What If. <laughs>